Well, hello and welcome to episode 94 of So Talk To Me podcast. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Um, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. It's the 4th of July. It is. When we're recording this. Independence Day. American Independence Day. Yeah. Let freedom ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's your day been? How's your Independence Day been? It has been pretty chill. Very relaxing. Yeah. yeah. We did a whole lot of nothing for our Independence Day. I mean, yes and no. nothing like July 4th related. Yeah. Um, we're actually kind of, I don't, well, I'm kind of recovering from last night, which we'll talk about. That's why my voice is so groggy right now. Um <laughs> But we did, but like as a family, we had like a little kind of movie theater thing going on this afternoon. That was a great idea. It was really cute. That you had. We watched Up together as a family. We like rearranged the living room so that we had the couch, wow, couch facing (laughs) the TV. That's what I was trying to say. And you made popcorn. Then we busted out some sodas just so it felt like a movie theater. And we made it. As dark as we could in yeah, the house because right. we have a lot of natural light in our house, but made it as dark as we could and had our little movie theater experience because we've just recently started taking Ollie to go see movies. Mm-hmm. You took him to go see the third How to Train Your Dragon movie mm-hmm. a few months ago. And then just, a, uh, well, last week, mm-hmm. last weekend, I took him to go see Toy Story 4, so... He is all about that movie theater experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we created it at home and it was fun. It was. It was. Sweet little family time. Yeah. And man, Up has only gotten better with age. Oh my goodness. I will it's, say. Yeah. It's gotten more emotional <laughs> with age. Yes. Um, of course... I cried when we first saw it, and this was, you know, pre-kids. Yeah. But now having kids is just, like, even more sad. Yeah. It's like, I I don't know that there is a sadder beginning to any other Pixar movie. Or any movie in general. (laughs) Well, I mean, there might be. Yeah. I guess it depends, but yeah. Yeah, I, the yeah the the first ten fifteen minutes of the movie are, are just. I mean, I said it when we were watching it, but it's just a masterclass in characterization because you fall in love with these characters, and then it immediately like takes that, yeah, and then makes you feel for them because of the hardship that they go through, yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, it, it it's amazing that it can do that. So, like, if the movie ended there. It could be its own little short film. Yeah, now, that's true. That said, I, I it's definitely, uh, I was going to say, I'm glad it went on, but I mean that like they do good things, like they continue with what they started. You know, yeah. that, that's definitely integral to the rest of the movie. Um, and it, like you see the character arcs, but um, it's it, it, it yeah. definitely gives you a lot in just those few opening moments yeah pixar man they get you in the feels they know how to do it they do it really well so sorry if you're hearing some like random noises in the background it is the fourth of july so we have neighbors 
shooting off fireworks outside. So you're going to hear booms and uh-huh. just noises that you're not used to hearing while listening to our podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. It's July 4th. Little, Go blow something up. Oh gosh. That's just, just a little word of warning. Um, yeah. If we start screaming, maybe someone shot our house. Oh gosh. Um, so. so yeah. Our 4th of July has been really chill. Which isn't normal. We're usually nope. doing something at somebody's house, having some celebration, um, but not this year. No, nope. just sort took of took it easy. Yeah, but we were out late last night. We were so into that story. Yeah, we were out at um a thing called Jimmy Eat Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um. That is, it's at a bar downtown Austin. Um, and it's kind of like an emo night where they play a bunch of emo music from mostly like the early 2000s. Yeah. And everyone just like, you know, sings along and dances and jumps around and there's mosh pits and it's fun. <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. But it was it was a special one because they do this at first Wednesday of every month. Mm-hmm. Um but this one was their fourth anniversary celebration. So they had they had the normal like emo night DJ playing emo mm-hmm. music um in one room and then they have it's connected to another bar that has a couple of um, stages. There's an inside stage and an outside stage. And they had bands playing, but the bands were playing as cover bands of emo bands. So like there was uh, what Under Oath mm-hmm. and Four Year Strong mm-hmm. and Panic at the Disco and Fall Out Boy and what Blink One Eighty Two and Armor for Sleep and Armor for Sleep, yeah. yeah. We didn't watch everyone, but we we watched the Under Oath and um, Four Year Strong and Panic at the Disco, yeah. And then we went into Barbarella's where they were doing the just the emo music and dancing. It was fun, yeah. Had you know beer spilt all over me mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Other people sweat all over me. Yep. <laughs> yep. Pretty gross, I, but it was fun. <laughs> because My shoes were completely ruined. <laughs> yes, just as I had warned you beforehand. That's why I wore those uh-huh. shoes, because I knew yeah. they were going to get ruined. I was just going to throw them away anyways. Yeah, it was fun to bust out our band tees. You know, I, I wore a t-shirt that I hadn't worn in quite a long time, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm 30 years old. Uh, <laughs> um. But the the first band that oh, played like a kid again, yeah, was was the one who was covering Under Oath. So I immediately lost my voice because <laughs> I was yelling along. Yeah, because Under Oath was, was your like favorite band all throughout high school. Yeah, yeah, for a long time they were my favorite band. Yeah, it's it's funny now because I'm just like like their last album that they put out after they got back together. I'm just kind of like, meh, it's not all that great. But like their early stuff was really. I just I really liked the band and so of course like it being emo night like they played their old stuff mm-hmm. you know they didn't play any of the, the new 
That's that's kind of how the band sit because everyone who is going there like was there for that specific genre, that specific style of like yeah two thousands pop punk and screamo and emo, like you know yeah everything that kind of fit under that label. Um, so it was a good time. It was a good time. It was a lot of fun. I had too much fun, and we were there like, <laughs> geez, like three and a half hours. Something like that. Yeah, probably probably three hours total there. Yeah, you got um, some battle scars from mosh pitting. Yes, so <laughs> so obviously I lost my voice, so I'm croaking right now. Um, but in addition to that, when I was helping someone up out of the mosh pit, um, I got like smacked in my in, in, in your my mouth jaw. Yeah, and I bit my tongue, so my tongue was bleeding for quite a while. <laughs> so that was fun. So um, I'm. I'm trying to talk. (laughs) It kind of hurts to slide my tongue around in my mouth. (laughs) So, um, yeah. There's a couple things about this episode that are kind of against us. (laughs) I'm sure as you can tell by the timeline, this is a shorter episode than most. Mm -hmm. But, but no, it was, yeah, no, it was awesome. I wouldn't change it. Like, yeah, okay. It's funny, actually, because we were talking at the end of the night and I I got hurt more by helping someone up in the mosh pit than I did by falling down in the mosh pit myself. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, anyways, I know how to fall, that's all. <laughs> so, but apparently I don't know how to help someone up because I get smacked in the jaw. I am not a mosh pitter. No, no, you are on the outside, and that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to be. Because it, it is... I prefer to keep my limbs to myself. <laughs> well, yeah, when I, I mean... <laughs> When I'm in there, I, I intentionally, and maybe this is just because it's 2019, but I intentionally like keep my hands and my arms like right up against my body. So it's not, you know, not that I assume that many people do, but there's always, you always got to be careful that, you know, someone's in there for the wrong reasons looking to, you know, grab, touch, touch people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I just make it very evident I'm not. Mm. And if my body smacks up against yours, sorry, like <laughs> that's what the mosh pit's for, but I'm not, you know, I'm not being weird. So anyways, that was a strange conversation <laughs> that took a weird turn there. Sorry, but you know, I mean, I did get grabbed, but yeah, I don't think it was purposeful. Right, right. And stuff like that happens yeah. when it's not purposeful, but yeah, you just want to be careful. So. It's just the nature of it. Yep. Anyways, it was, yeah. It, it, it's it's funny because if you, like, step back from it, it's it's kind of a, well, it's just a funny little ritual, right? Like, <laughs> people squishing together in a dance floor and just, like, yelling at the top of their lungs and jumping around and just being, because, you know, it's called a dance floor, but it's not really, like, no one's really, really dancing. dancing. It's yeah. just, yeah. Just, uh, like shoving up against each other and jumping up and down like it's just this big crowd just like literally swaying back and forth because everyone's pushing up against each other Mm -hmm. yeah and so like if you're not a fan of the music or you're not into it it's gonna be like super gross you know gross and yeah it's not enjoyable at all (laughs) and it's like humid and and it feels like it felt good under the fans but those you know there were only a couple of them throughout the room and uh and you're never in one place for a long time yeah (laughs) yeah if you're not used to that kind of experience then it is kind of jarring yeah but 
Yeah. But that's like my, yeah, high school music experience. Yeah. So it's, it's totally. <laughs> we used like, to go, go to those kind of shows all yeah, the time. Yeah. It's nostalgic. And it's also just like, it, 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 well, we said this on the drive back too. It's like when we went, we saw Reliant K when they did a tour, a 10 year anniversary tour for one of their albums. Mm-hmm. And like it's the coolest thing because everyone in the room knows all the words to all the songs because they know what songs they're going to play. And And they're all about the same age. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so it, it, well, that said, it was kind of funny, like when you could tell based on the band that the DJ played and the, because there are lots of TVs throughout the dance floor so that th- they're actually playing the music from music videos. Mm-hmm. So, and based on the band that in the music video, uh, like at one point there was this band called Saves the Day and they were playing one of their like older songs. So, so that might have even been like late 90s as opposed to early 2000s. I don't remember. Um, but you look over in the mosh pit area and it's a bunch of like older dudes or like dudes my age mm-hmm. when I say older dudes. And I thought it was really funny because like soon after that, they played a newer, newer relatively, a song by uh, um, The Academy Is. And it was like one of their really poppy songs. And you and look over the And it was a bunch of girls in the middle. it was a bunch of like, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't really guess their age. Yeah, it was 21 and over. So they had to be in their 20s. But yeah. like, it was just a stark difference between a bunch of like burly dudes because when I say dudes, you know, it's not like guys, boys with their hair swooped over their eyes, you know? And deep like V-necks. Of, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it's like a bunch of bigger dudes in black t-shirts, you yeah. know? <laughs> so it was funny. It sounds like those fireworks are right outside our house. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hopefully you can hear us. <laughs> oh, fine. yeah. No, it's, Yeah. Yeah, it, it's probably just going to be pretty prominent in the background. Yeah. It's no big deal. But speaking of emo music and mm-hmm. rock music, isn't mm-hmm. that the devil's music? The devil's music. Satan. If, we're, if you're listening to rock music, doesn't that mean you're worshiping Satan? Mm, that's a good point. I forgot about that. <laughs> Man, that's that's a good point. Oh, wait, it's not the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually a fantastic segue. Thank um, you. I was trying to think of some. I was like, you know, it's Independence Day. And who's more independent than Satan? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that was the best that I could come up with. But clearly, we didn't talk about that before the podcast. Um, well, no, actually, so it, it's funny. Like most weeks, we didn't really have a topic coming into this episode. Yeah, but honestly, today really snuck up on us. Mm -hmm. It's like earlier today, you were like, hey, so are we recording tonight? And I'm like, oh, it's Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) So I just kind of shared like some things that I had been kicking around in my mind. So this is going to be like a much more informal podcast this is not one that we've done pretty random subject matter yeah as far as topics that we've tackled in the past so yes yeah but this is more in line with i guess what my original vision for the podcast was as opposed to like some of the episodes that we've done 
we have done a lot more research on and there are things that we'd like to share. Whereas this one is more of just like, hey, this, these are some of the things that I've been thinking about this week. Gotcha. Let's come together and like tie it together and see, you know, see what comes of it kind of a thing. So this is much more kind of just kind of a train of thought episode. So sorry, guys, don't take my word for it. No, I mean, there's nothing to research. <laughs> we'll um, so anyways, this week, there were a couple things that I have gotten into. Um, well, I say that just, and actually it's from other podcasts actually. So, so these are some of the things that I've been thinking. Um, one of which I listened to a podcast that talked about the satanic panic of the, uh, yeah, I guess it was of the eighties and I believe somewhat of the nineties. No, maybe the nineties is when it was starting to be debunked. It's primarily around the the eighties, a bit of the nineties and then yeah, by the 2000s, it wasn't any, it wasn't as big as it used to be. So, um, you know, as I've mentioned before, I'm 30 years old, so I was born in 88. This was technically before my time, but I think we could also kind of feel the ripple effects yeah. of satanic panic um, with some of like the fundamentalism within certain the evangelical church. And, yeah. Yeah. And just how it, how it kind of views things. So, Hey, before we go any further, we just want to let you know that we are going to be talking about some kind of extreme topics, if that makes any sense. Um, We're not going to give any details, but if you're a little squeamish, if you've got children around, maybe kind of rethink um, listening to this in public. um, Maybe put some headphones on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to get too crazy, but at the same time... Uh, you know, we just want to be conscientious. Don't want anyone walking in the room and we're talking about some some kind of dark things. So <laughs> you have been warned. So what was a satanic panic? Well, um, as, as far as I can understand, and again, this was before my time, so I didn't experience it. And at the same time, I haven't done much research. This is based on like one podcast that I listened to. <laughs> but it was really interesting. So I, I say that. I've done a little bit of reading wikipedia but um i'm definitely interested and i want to learn more about this kind of like weird phenomenon um and i think my my perspective because it was before my time like i didn't know anything else but the ripple like the ripple effects from it is just like normal to me yeah um, so this podcast is me like talking through oh i didn't realize this is where it began (laughs) you know like a few years before I was born, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of crazy. So the satanic panic basically started off from what I can tell. There were two different books that were written by uh, professing Christians who said that they came out of satanic cults. So one of the books, I believe it's called the Satan seller as in like he sells Satan, on, you know, in the mm-hmm. streets. Um, he claimed that he was like an a satanic high priest and um so he knew like the inner workings of satanism and uh and then later he he got saved and became a christian and so he's writing this book kind of as an expose of the satanic like church and what what crazy stuff goes on within the satanic church um and then, or within Satanist groups, I don't even know if they call themselves churches, but 
whatever. Uh, and then the other book was, um, I can't remember. It's like Michelle something. I don't remember, but it was basically like, she's saying that she, her family were, were Satanists and she is like recalling these events that happened to her as a child because a lot of the satanic panic was tied to sexual abuse. Mm. Um, and because of kind of the imagery that we see now of when you assume things like demonic things are happening. And I, I mean, I guess we get this from movies and TV and stuff. Like I had never questioned things, these things before, but something like the exorcist where images of the occult of Satan, of Satan worshipers and things like that have this very like dark and I mean it is dark but they have this this particular image of you know upside down crosses and pentagrams and goats heads and and sacrificing a virgin before an altar and you know like sacrificing babies and stuff like that um and all of at least most of that from what I can tell comes from these books that in the 90s were debunked. <laughs> um, turns out the guy who wrote The Satan Seller was, uh, he liked to tell stories and he exaggerated a lot. And um, so there was this expose done by another Christian magazine that basically like interviewed everyone who knew him, especially during the times that he claims that he was like hardcore into the Satanist groups when he was the high priest and all his friends were basically like no there's no way that could have happened because he talks about how like he was on hardcore drugs and doing all this stuff and it was it was like in a six month period of time but anyways so all that to say we don't have to get into the weeds but like the satanic panic was something um that kind of came up on my radar because of this episode of the podcast. And then it had me questioning, like, yeah, this imagery that we see for the occult and for Satanism, not that that doesn't, not that the occult isn't real, because it is, not that Satan worshiping isn't real, because it is, but it had me questioning just kind of the horror tropes that Mm. we see in a lot of, like, media um, because another part of the satanic panic is that it, it wasn't just confined within Christianity. Um, we actually know now that there were, um, like police departments that were trained on how to, uh, on like how to spot certain things, like certain symbols and areas where Satanists, like if you see them hanging out, like the idea that a bunch of Satanists are are hiding in the woods, you know, sacrificing goats or like kidnapping children or things like that um, was so widespread because of the, the Satanic panic that like even police were alerted to things like that. It ended up having ramifications where people ended up in jail because because the police were kind of connecting things that weren't really connected at all. Like a Salem witch trial kind of a thing. Yeah, like a modern day version of that. So yeah, and, and you mentioned Salem witch trials. Like one of the things that I was thinking of as I was listening to this was the movie The Blair Witch Project because that's all based upon like witches in the woods, right? <laughs> so, um, like even just that idea and that image. Again, I've just always grown up that like, yeah, that's like what Satan looks like and that's what Satan worshipers look like, you know, like there's these black hooded figures that yeah, hang out in the woods with candles or 
yeah, and sacrifice goats and virgins and stuff like that. Well, it turns out, yeah, that 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 imagery was just kind of made up and and for for other things that we'll, we'll actually get into as well. Um, but it did have some real world ramifications and I think like I said kind of the ripple effect from that I saw a lot of growing up. I think kind of the fundamentalist slant of a lot of these things like you mentioned is that rock music is the devil's music. So right? where did that was that like in the guy's book? Did he say that those things were connected to Satan worship? Yes. Like rock music and Um, I'm not sure I'm not sure if he outright said rock music, but yeah, like just just the images of uh of yeah, like sacrificing people and orgies and all kinds of stuff mm. going on. Yeah, yeah, that came from it started with those books. Um, yeah, especially like with the other book as well, where she was like remembering this abuse as a child mm -hmm. that occurred within these Satanist groups because you have to sacrifice your children to Satan. And so you do things. Um, so, so that tied like strings of murders and rapes and child abuse and stuff like that from a legal standpoint, like, they started trying to tie them together as like people in underground Satanist groups. It it became this thing where almost like the Illuminati today, of course, that's kind of a joke. Mm -hmm. um, but like this idea of like, there are secret Satanists all around you. And, you know, Satan is trying to rise up and control the world type of a deal. So you mm -hmm. have to be careful for, you know, there's a Satanist behind every bush kind of a thing. Gotcha. Um, so you have to be very careful. You have to guard your children from um, these rock bands who are very explicitly, you know, Black Sabbath. That means they're worshiping the devil, you know. And uh, like Black Sabbath uses, I mean, they're shock rock, right? Like they they use that imagery as a part of their persona. Um but again, it's it's different. It's not that like, and they, the members of that band, like, have talked about how they they've looked into Satanist ideas, but that's different than, you know, like an actual again the images of the black mass and the, you know, all the stuff that goes on with that. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, the the ripple effect from that rock music i i can definitely remember like dungeons and dragons tattoos you know, you're summoning satan yeah yeah exactly of just how like satan works through these specific things you Piercings. know yeah yeah all the freaks um sex mm -hmm. yeah so anyways so that was the first thing that kind of like that, that I mean, I was interested in because I just hadn't ever heard what that looked like. I just kind of assumed that that was always just part of the culture, right? And so um, the other thing that I got into this week was another podcast, and the podcast is called um, You Must Remember This. It's about the, um, it's about, basically it's about like Hollywood and stories in Hollywood 
and um, they had a particular 12 part um, like scandalous stories yes yeah I mean as far as I can tell I've only listened to these 12 episodes they put out over 100 episodes right now Um, but they did a series on Charles Manson and the Manson family murders Um, so I didn't know much about Charles Manson at all I mean like I knew he was crazy I knew he had you know he was like this cult leader yeah um, and I knew that they murdered people but that was about it um but they have this this whole section and if you're interested I'll throw it in the show notes um they they particularly call the, these 12 episodes you must remember you must remember Manson that's what it's called um so check it out it's kind of like a sort of like a true crime type deal and it talks about it just goes into a lot of detail about who Charles Manson was his upbringing um so sort of like some of the some of the details are like his relationship with his mom like his dad is totally out of the picture his mom was really messed up um just you know like on the, like hardcore alcoholic um uh, i'm pretty sure she was a, a druggie as well but i don't recall offhand um cuz at the time that would have been what, like the 50s, 60s when he was born? I don't Maybe it was the 60s. Anyways, um, so like his parents, you know, the, his upbringing was just totally messed up. But then he was in and out of prison a lot or, or jail or whatever that's called penitentiaries and whatever, even as a young boy. Um, and so, it, you know, his life started off just really, really hard. And um, while he was in one specific center... Uh, like correctional facility they did a lot of like hard labor and he he talks about it, it talks about in this podcast and um again we're kind of veering on some adult topics here so just we warned you um but he he talks about how like rape was very common among the the uh, it was it was an all-male uh center but rape was just something that happened um so like you get this picture of he was a very damaged individual mm. just in general. Um, not that that excuses anything that happens in his life. But he had life. experienced a lot of abuse. Right. And neglect, mm-hmm. it sounds like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can understand why as he got older, he was so narcissistic and so just obsessed with, like he was willing to just kind of do whatever he possibly could to control others mm-hmm. um, for you know, his own, his own reason. So, yeah. Um, I don't want to get into too much detail because I don't like, I'm not here to explain Charles Manson. Um, I, what I wanted to say was that again, my image of Manson was like this crazy cult leader. And then as you start digging into the details, you kind of see, okay, well now I get why, like, and now I get how he got there. Mm hmm. Again, not to not trying to justify anything, but you can kind of see it. Um, and it's not this picture of, uh, again, the images of, you know, Satanist cults. It's purely just a, a, a narcissism and a, a disregard for anyone and anything else in uh, so that you. He so could, a depraved human being. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I think that is really what I walked away from both of these two podcasts, like thinking about is that um, it's not that like there were some crazy things 
that the Manson family did. I mean, they they were basically a hippie commune, so like way into hardcore drugs, but it was a cult where Manson was like the god figure. Right. Um so whatever he says goes mm-hmm. and he particularly preyed on women mm-hmm. and submissive women, like he had to make sure that they would do whatever it is that he wanted them to do. So mm-hmm. That included lots of sexual things like because it was a hippie commune, like the way and I say that just because of the time. (laughs) Sorry, I say hippie because they're all free love way into drugs, that type of hippie into into music and counterculture type of hippie. And then I say commune just because they all live together and it was all like open kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, So when I say hippie commune, I. I'm describing the cult, the Manson yeah. cult that he created, but he was the head of the cult. And so, yeah, he would, you know, preach his sermons about what he believed was going to happen or not even necessarily that he believed it, but what he would tell his followers. So it's like this cult that ended with multiple murders with very like gruesome deaths. Um, I don't want to get super detailed, but like, in their attempts to blackmail other groups, they, uh, at their murder scenes, they would use the blood of their victims to write things on the walls and stuff like that. So like really gruesome stuff Mm -hmm. that, that they did. It wasn't out of a, um, it wasn't done out of a love for satan and you know to sacrifice to satan or Mm -hmm. yeah it it wasn't what you'd think like it wasn't what the horror movies put in front of you Mm -hmm. it was a man who was way into drugs (laughs) way into sex and really self-obsessed i mean the way the podcast puts it also is because the podcast focuses on hollywood it talks a lot about the the time and the the period in which it takes this whole thing takes place. And so it really I, I felt like it gave you a good picture of how a lot of people in Hollywood were all kind of wrestling for the same things. And it's the same things that people want today. Like mm-hmm. it's not um it's not any different. It's the same fame and money and drugs and sex and pride yeah pride and (laughs) greed and yeah yeah. greed yeah exactly and so it's it's funny now thinking about like you know conspiracy theories and people you know these secret groups ruling the world um these secret you know meetings of satanists happening and things like that and how like at the end of the day we don't need all those things to be horrible human beings like yeah we don't need for the the atrocities that happen here on earth we don't need some huge conspiracy theory to explain it like at the end of the day without we're all Christ, capable yeah yeah it's all like it, when you when you completely sell yourself over to your own pride and your own desires like this is what happens um, and so that's what was the most interesting thing to me is it really challenged kind of these ideas that I, I guess 
you just kind of have as part of the culture of what it looks like to worship Satan. And really, Satan worship is worship of self. Right. You know, it's saying that there is no God or the God who is there I hate and I don't care and I'm not going to worship him. I'm going to put myself on that. Right. On that pedestal. Above well, and him. that's that's literally what like, because there are um, Satanist groups. There are mm-hmm. actual groups who call them sat who call themselves Satanists, but the way that they work is like, yeah, they don't like, like bow down and worship Satan or they don't like sing songs to Satan or, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. They don't sacrifice people to Satan. They literally, their trope is just do what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Follow yourself. Yeah. You are God. Yeah. So, So just like, I mean, just like, lucifer who fell who wanted to put himself above god i mean that's what that's what real satanism is yeah is like jesus said i mean you are sons of your father (laughs) you do the things that he does um and so that just kind of struck home again i haven't done a ton of research um but it seems to it seems to make sense when you think about like even biblical times um you know, something that comes up a lot today, or maybe it's just in the circles that I run in, like pro-life groups and stuff like that, is you hear references to the god Molech. I believe he was a Babylonian god or a Syrian god. I don't remember. One of those. Who uh, it, was, it was basically just the god that you sacrifice your babies to, right? I mean, that... Yes, on the one hand, that sounds like an absolutely like horrible and despicable and something that like we can't even understand it sounds like it sounds like a scene in a horror movie but that's what's happening at at planned parenthood at abortion clinics that's literally what's happening is children being ripped from the womb and killed children being literally sacrificed for self-worship yes Exactly. Exactly. Those are our our high places, our modern day high places, or our places of worship for to ourselves. Um, and so, like, just just that reoccurring theme of like things are as they always have been. <laughs> you know, it's it's not that you need these secret societies of things happening and moving the pieces and these dark occultic worship. Like, no, people were just horrible back then and they convinced themselves to kill their children because they made up this god well nowadays we convince ourselves in the same way we convince ourselves that oh well i can't take care of this kid they're better off dead or or whatever argument you want to use okay this isn't an episode about abortion but (laughs) to me that's just the most plain version of this kind of depravity yeah um, because it's directly affecting someone and it completely turns on its head the the position of a parent in the right. life of a child. So um, so that's why I bring up abortion. But 
Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I guess that's really all that I wanted to say. There's there's plenty more to to say and to talk about because there's lots of characters even throughout the podcast about Charles Manson. Um, there are lots of other kind of side characters who are using drugs and and kind of in the same rat race going after money and fame and drugs. And you see like the horrible things that they do as well. They're just not caught or talked about or things like that they didn't end up in murder and jail time um but they're just as depraved in other ways so um so yeah i mean i i know this has been pretty dark um (laughs) but yeah the it's just the real horror to me and as someone i've talked about horror movies on this podcast before as someone who does enjoy watching horror movies the real horror is not the these simulated images of things because that was another thing that, that was kind of a sidebar okay um is that it talks about a, a specific director because of his uh, connection to the the Manson murders Roman Polanski who directed uh, Rosemary's Baby it talks about in the podcast how the scene kind of the the big scene in Rosemary's Baby where Satan shows up and actually rapes the main character in the movie. Um, It's a horrible scene. But that main scene was based on a drug trip that Roman had. So like even these, even the, like these seminal works of horror um, are, are based on a farce. Mm -hmm. Like, that was based on drugs. It wasn't based on what actually occurred, you know, in Satanist groups out in the woods. Yeah. Um, so all of these images are just, they're all a facade attempting to capture the real horror of depravity mm-hmm. of the human heart. Um, yeah. So the, the, the horror isn't those images. The horror is, oh, wow, we are capable of that. When we convince ourselves that we are God, we are capable of all that and more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So praise God for having grace upon us and saving us from that. Yeah. Yeah. It also puts in perspective too, like, you know, we talked about idolatry last week and how the first commandment is you shall have no other gods before me and how that is not. That's not God out of a a sinful sense of jealousy saying, you know, don't don't look to anyone else, only look to me. You know, it's it's not God being dependent upon us. It's actually for our benefit. It's actually a blessing to us right. that God commands you don't need anything else but me. Like you don't need any other God, I am the only one. You don't need to rely on yourself. You don't don't worship yourself because you'll it's a downward spiral yeah. to hell. Well, and not even like don't you don't need it, but like if you do this, it's just going to end up worse for you yeah. because it's not going to be satisfied. I am the only one yes. who can satisfy. Yeah. Yeah. And chasing after these other things is just going to end up in death. Yeah. (laughs) Ultimately. And and it also helps us understand like the wrath of God and why God has to punish uh, idolatry and and placing anything else before him. Because it is so, uh, 
it destroys all <laughs> that it comes in contact with. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, those are some of the thoughts that I've had over the past <laughs> week. Uh, you know, I'm a weird guy. I like some of these dark subjects, but I think it points to eternal truths. You know, as I've talked about with a, with a bunch of other, you know, even even my enjoyment of Lovecraft and some of the things that I like about him, is it points to the fact that, you know, the, our true God is one who cares and looks upon us. Um, so anyways, I hope that's been beneficial, <laughs> if not beneficial, entertaining. If not entertaining, I hope I've made some semblance of sense. <laughs> That's maybe all that I can help for. If you want to help me out, there are tons of ways you can do that. You can uh, let us know any feedback that you have. Our email address is so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we do have a Facebook page that's so talk to me. That's facebook.com slash so talk to me. Um, we are on Instagram. Our handle is at so talk to me podcast and also on Twitter. Handles so underscore talk to me. Any recos? Besides the podcast? Yeah, the podcast was the only thing that I was going to mention. As there was a disclaimer for this episode, there is an even bigger disclaimer for that podcast. Um, There is language, and there is some gruesome details, things that I just didn't even mention or talk about. Um, It it does talk about in in the podcast. It's it's like a true crime-type podcast, so it's not like... It's not gratuitous for the sake of, you know, just shoving it in your face, but it does want to give you kind of a clear picture of the the social climate and the characters who are involved in this story, and there were quite a lot of them. So um, it definitely, uh, there, there's lots of adult material in the podcast. So there's definitely a content warning on that. Uh, only listen to it in headphones. <laughs> good to know um, yeah yeah but uh but if you're interested i th- not that i really know anything about the manson mm-hmm. story outside of that but if you're weird but, like us and yeah. you enjoy listening to true crime stuff yeah yeah check it out all right okay i don't have any recos okay so, well then yeah. i think we're done for now and uh we'll yes be back next week. Um, hopefully my voice will be back by then with me. It's sounding even better now. It does seem like it. Maybe it's just, I don't know, because I've been wanting to talk because of this <laughs> podcast. I've been trying not to talk very much today, guys, so that I could get my voice back. Um, and yeah, hopefully no fireworks in the background next week. We'll see. Yeah, I don't think there will be any fireworks in the background Unless next there's week. any leftovers. You know, random Thursday nights, it happens sometimes. <laughs> on pew, our street pew. in Thursday. Austin, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Night-night. Go have a good day. I don't know what time you're listening to this. Sorry. Shouldn't have said night night. Goodbye. Go talk to your spouse. Forgot about that. Oh, yeah. That's kind of our thing. You should do that. <laughs> you should do that. Even if it's weird thoughts about dark imagery, go talk to him about it. Make sure you're not crazy. Okay, bye.
拜。